Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Let's talk about beauty. We can surely all agree that some pieces of music are beautiful. Think about Ode to Joy or the Arabesque Number no. 1 or Pachelbel's Canon. something that stretches the boundaries of traditional definitions of beauty. What about something like this? That's a remix by Sina So Pro. She is currently the DJ in residence at the Contemporary Art Museum of St. Louis. And tonight, along with Chamber Project St. Louis, she'll be exploring questions about music beauty before a live audience right there at the museum. The event is called Beauty at Cam. And today, Sina So Pro is here with us to discuss it. Her real name is Saria Conaway. Saria, welcome to the show. Hello. And we're also joined by Dana Hodel. She's executive director of Chamber Project St. Louis. Dana, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, Dana, the Chamber Project's theme for tonight is beauty. What made you decide to look at that? So, Chamber Project St. Louis is a classical music ensemble. We're a chamber music ensemble. And each of our programs has a theme. And we hear a lot from people when they find out we're classical musicians. Oh, I love music. I love this piece. It's so beautiful. That music you just played, it's so beautiful. And, you know, we we love beautiful music too. But we've noticed uh, over the years that the definition of what people consider to be beautiful, beautiful is a very narrow slice of what's actually out there, you know, and it really tends to be music from the 19th century. And it tends to be music by, our, we, we sort of lovingly call them our, our dead white guys, you know, that's all from Europe. And because of the age of the music, it defaults to male. And we love this music. This is, you know, probably a big piece of why we became musicians is this mm-hmm. this music we love it but it is a very narrow slice of what's out there and part of what we do in chamber project or actually the biggest part of what we do in chamber project is we want to redefine that canon of like what else is out there let's not cut ourselves off from other opportunities um, to hear other music from other people who have different interests or different influences and to just expand a little bit you know, these ideas of where beautiful music can come from. And um, so that's kind of what we're exploring tonight. We have the first half of the program is music by all living composers. Mm. And we commissioned Saria to write a new piece for us for this program as part of our ongoing commissioning project. And then the second half of the program is music by one of our most beloved dead white guys from Europe, Johannes Brahms. And we we want to put these these this music on equal footing, you know, that this music from today, it reflects who we are now. Um, these people are living and breathing the same air and the same ideas we all are. And it's wonderful to hear that and be a part of that. And then also connect that to the history of the art form, which is, you know, huge history here 
to enjoy. And Saria, how does that, that mission of Chamber Project St. Louis and what they're doing tonight, how does that fit in with your ongoing work as the DJ in residence at this particular museum? So I feel like now's a good opportunity for me to say, yes, I am the DJ in residence at the Contemporary Art Museum, but I'm not actually a quote unquote DJ. Um, so my approach there has been as a musician trying to uh, basically score or just create an environment of the artistic visual pieces that are already there. But this opportunity with Chamber Project of St. Louis has been kind of full circle for me. Um, I started off as a musician whenever I was seven years old, I guess officially, on the violin Suzuki method. And by 14, my mom had bought me this program called Noteworthy Composer, and I would find myself sitting on the computer, uh, notating and writing music. Um, A lot of the songs that were on my most recent album were actually the songs that I wrote whenever I was like 14 through 17 years old. So Chamber Music Project, this commission has had me kind of circle back to writing music for to be performed by other people, therefore having to use staff paper and notation and this, that, and the other. And just, it's also stretched me and reminded me about how I've gotten kind of, I wouldn't say stuck, but whenever you're writing music for like bands or groups that you're playing kind of at these scenes that are much more like bars, um, you have a more structured type of format of A, B, A, B, like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, everything repeats. So this commission has reminded me, music can flow anywhere, it can go anywhere. So I don't have to just be stuck in this chord progression. It can just keep going and going and going. Energizer Bunny keeps going, right? So I'm, man, it's really been a, it's been a ride. And for those of you at Chamber Project St. Louis, as you're playing this commissioned piece, you're, you'll be the first musicians to play it. Are there challenges in uh, what Cyria is doing here, where she's sort of throwing out the playbook? Well, I think um, anytime you play a new composer, there is a challenge because every composer brings a very unique language. So you kind of have to learn... Um, how you're going to play that composer, how loud should it be? How fast should it be? What is the style? Should it be more like Mozart or more like jazz? Should it be, you know, you have to to learn all that about every composer and especially when you've um, you know, never heard their music and there's no recording of it. There's a lot of ex- exploration, I think, in that process. Is it sort of a give and take where the two of you are, are working together to answer those questions or how does it work? So, I mean, for this piece that you will be hearing tonight, for those of you who are listening and will be at the Contemporary Art Museum tonight at 730, um, I, I, think, um, for, I think I've given a lot of leeway to the musicians because I didn't actually come to listen to the rehearsals until last night. Oh, wow. So I gave them some clarity on some things that they were kind of questioning. But, um, you know, music is interpreted differently by every person. And yes, I do have this overall vision of what I want, but it's, sometimes it's interesting to hear what other people interpret your piece to be because then it gives you more ideas to expand and grow beyond your original concept. So we've actually got some audio from last night's rehearsal, and now we know this is the first time you were hearing this, this particular work performed. So um, let's listen to it. It's called Beauty Beneath.
So, Saria, you're hearing this for the first time last night. What was that like to hear their performance of this? Oh, I'm not going to lie. I got a little teary-eyed. <laughs> so you liked sh- what they I done with it. I shed some tears. I mean, Yay. I'm going to explain more about the piece tonight at the Contemporary Art Museum. But, um, you know, this was kind of a... A notation. I mean, yes, we're talking about beauty as the theme, and I know Dana wants to add more to that as well, but I was taking it more or less of m- me as an individual. And so this piece kind of is, in my mind, the moment when I kind of woke up as a human being for real mm-hmm. in my kind of journey. So it kind of ends on a, at, a, at a place, but it's to be continued type of thing because I'm still obviously on this planet alive. <laughs> Dana, what did you think as you were beginning to immerse yourself in this piece and, and get the project ready well, to Actually, to I'm not performing on this program. I play the clarinet and this this performance, this tonight it will be all strings and I'm not performing. So actually, I the first I heard it was this little thing we all just heard. I, I got a little preview this morning when I got the the file and the email, but um, and I love it. I'm so excited. I can't wait to whole s- uh, hear the whole thing. I've seen the score, so I know um, what the score looks like, but then, you know, to hear it tonight, it's so exciting. I can't tell everyone that how exciting it is to hear a piece of music for the first time as an audience with the musicians and to bring something to life for the first time. It's just incredibly rewarding. So we know that Brahms is also on this bill here with mm-hmm. Sirius' work. Um, what else is being performed tonight? So we have a really cool piece by a composer named Danuk Wajaratne. I met Danuk a few years ago. I play in an orchestra, and we played one of his pieces, and I was really impressed with it. So, um, you know, I worked with my artistic directors at Chamber Project, and we thought, oh, this will be a great program for this particular piece because it also blends the old and the new together. Um, and Danuk is a very interesting person. And he was born in Sri Lanka. He grew up in Dubai. He was educated in the UK and New York, and now he lives in Canada. And you definitely hear that world influence in his music. And he does it in a really beautiful way. It's and interesting. There's that word again. He's doing it in a beautiful way. He's doing way. it in a really interesting, beautiful way. So um, I'm really excited about the the piece. It's called um, Two Pop Songs on Antique Poems. And we begin the program with that piece tonight. Okay. I understand uh, tonight's event is also incorporating social media. Tell us, how is that? Oh, well, we've been having a lot of fun in social media. We're going to have someone, uh, one of our awesome board members, she's going to do an Instagram takeover tonight during the concert, just sort of playing on that, you know, Instagram is such a place for beauty influencers to hang out. So (laughs) we're we're just kind of having fun with that. And um, so you can come and tag us and just be a part of that. And we always elaborate. to get deeper into our themes, you know, we use our social media as a way to explore even deeper these ideas that we go into in our concerts and maybe share a little bit of fun behind the scenes stuff or, you know, whatever we want to do. So for people who haven't been to one of these uh, Chamber Project events before, um, is this something where it's going to feel like going to the symphony where we're sitting and it's very quiet and hushed? Yes and no. I would say it is acoustic music and it is a listening experience. So you're going to sit and you're going to listen, but the vibe is is definitely not that traditional classical vibe. You know, you can come early. The cam is open at 5. You can um, grab a drink. I think they have some food available. Most of our concerts are like that. You can have a drink. You can sit. It's very social. There's a very social component. 
it's very casual, very community kind of oriented experience. And I'm up there narrating about the pieces and the audience actually talks back to us sometimes while we're up there. People ask questions. Yeah, people ask questions and they, you know, correct my pronunciation every now and then. (laughs) Um, You know, so it's, it's very warm environment. We uh, So we actually did get, speaking of questions from the audience, we actually got one from one of ours today. He yeah. sent it in by email. Um, and I'd like to direct this to you, I think, Dana. In the last 100 years or so, has an ideological anti-beauty standard been enforced by orchestra director and directors and critics? What is wrong with composing new classical music for people that actually love the way people love Pachelbel, Beethoven, and Mozart? I don't well, know if that. Yeah, that was a lot a in there. I'm gonna make sure I got all that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I. Well, I think there's two pieces to answer that. There is a lot of music being written that's would fall within these more traditional sounds of like if you like Pachelbel, you like Beethoven. I like that music too, and the reason I think um, what people like about it is it has a melody they can hum, which is great. It has a beat they can tap their foot to, which is great, and it also. It's what this is a little more technical, but the music is consonant. And you heard that in the clip from Saria. Like the music is consonant. The notes get along with each other. Yes, it, it felt very um, traditionally beautiful to yes, me. Yes, yes. Well, it's that harmony that's being used is that traditional, what we would call traditional harmony. And as classical music has developed over time, there are um, movements and composers who've written music that is what we call atonal, you know, you can't really find a beat, the melody is really spaced out, or maybe the the focus is more rhythmic or whatever it is. And what I say to people is, the, the great thing about classical music is it expresses the full range of the human experience, which is often ugly and uncomfortable. I mean, if you lived in 20th century, mid-century Europe between two horrific world wars, you're not maybe going to feel like writing really happy. You know, that music is ugly, some of it, because that's what people were experiencing. And there is contemporary music that being written, and that's what we're showcasing tonight, that is, um, you know, more consonant and more in that traditional line of beauty, but isn't 150 old. years old. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that's new. That's today. That makes sense. Uh, so, Saria Conaway, you earlier gave us those details. You so expertly slid them into the conversation. That So this is 7.30 tonight. Can people just show up, or do they need a ticket in advance? Oh, boy. Maybe that one was for Dan. I, I believe people can show up. Yeah. Um, I believe uh, the tickets are still up until 2 o'clock today. So I think online sales, where you get a little deal on your ticket, online sales are open until 2.30, and then we shut them down because we just have to get – I am the box office, and I have to literally get from place to place. So um, the box office, the online box office closes at 2.30. There will be tickets available at the door. We've been selling, like, hotcakes, but it's a big space, so we'll have room for you if you show up. Um, CAM members, there's special pricing for CAM members. Students are always $5. You can come early. There's a CAM happy hour, so they're open, so you can come whenever you want, basically. And we'll have a table there, so you can get your tickets whenever you want. And check out the awesome Rogue States exhibit, which is really pretty cool and sort of loosely ties into our beauty theme in a way, too. Like, mm. who's deciding what's what? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it sounds like a terrific show. So Dana Hodel of the Chamber Project St. Louis, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. And Saria Conaway of the Contemporary Art Museum St. Louis, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.